Welcome to season 12 of Digital Learning Radio. I'm Laura and I'm joined by my co-host Catherine. Hello. And this season of the podcast, we're continuing the conversations of sharing what is inspiring us on our ongoing story of learning. This week, it's Catherine's turn to take the lead and share what's been inspiring her. I'm excited to be here and excited to share. You know, last week we deviated from our usual structure and instead of one of us sharing an inspiration, we both shared a mutual inspiration, the book Design Thinking for Training and Development. So let's talk about our now what and check in to see how that's going. So Laura, what about you? Well, first of all, I have continued to read the book. So there's that. Check. Now what? Check, (laughs) check, check. And while I haven't quite had the opportunity to really dig in and utilize the idea of crafting learner profiles to design a session, it's coming and it's still on my mind. I did share the phrase and the thinking of this idea of learning journey with a group of other PD facilitators last week. And we had a really good conversation about really just taking that phrase to heart and brainstorming some ideas to take PD beyond, you know, this one-time thing Mm -hmm. or an isolated training, which was really good. So uh, stay tuned for diving deeper to come. Catherine, what about you? Any further updates with ideas from design thinking for training and development on your end? Yes, I was at a learning forward meeting this past Friday. And one of my now what's was to really lean into conversations around people I designed for. So this Mm. was the perfect audience and I was able to listen in to the needs of the group. So that was one of my goals. And what I really enjoyed sharing though, was the idea from the book of rethinking that a solution to a problem is a training Mm -hmm. and we specifically lean into one hour webinars or three hour sessions so thinking really about alternative forms of professional learning and so that was a big discussion at our table of course in the districts people are really concerned about getting those hours or flex mm-hmm. times and mm-hmm. how do you document that learning but there were a lot of head nods and thinking about yeah what are other forms of professional learning that we can provide so mm. that was a that was a good now what for a small share from the book i love that good stuff okay so before i share what's inspiring me laura what's inspiring you do you have a quick win to share with us i Absolutely do. And this week, my quick win is small, but I think mighty. Mm -hmm. So I am currently reading the PD book by Elena Aguilar and Lori Cohen. I think everyone I know is reading this book Mm -hmm. right now. I am finding it to really be an inspirational and practical read. So maybe I'll talk more at length about it on an episode to come. But for today, and for designers of PD, the quick win I want to share comes from a section of the book related to creating purposeful plans. And the authors list three questions to help generate ideal outcomes for participants Mm. when designing a PD session. So here they are. Um, As a result of this PD, number one, what do you want PD recipients to know and do? Mm -hmm. Number two, what do you want PD recipients to say and feel? And number three, what outcomes do you hope to see for students? 
So sharing these powerful and purposeful planning questions really is a quick win. However, the reflection and design part to actually answer them might be less quick. (laughs) However, uh, I read these last week, loved them, immediately incorporated them into my own workflow, and I was even able to share them as a way to hone and streamline um, a group planning project that I'm a part of. So I thought that I would share here too. Oh, well, that is also making me think about a discussion you had last week about the design thinking book, where it was start with those outcomes and Mm -hmm, start with how mm -hmm. you're going to evaluate. So another perfect tie in. And I am also reading the book. I also shared that on Friday, there were several people at our table reading it. So yes, everyone is reading the book. And I just really do love that you've honed in on those questions. Great share, Laura. Awesome. Awesome. Well, speaking of great shares, I am ready and excited to hear what you have to share for us today. So just as a reminder, we're continuing to use a reflective protocol to guide our conversation and consider the what, so what, and now what as we share. So Catherine, I'm ready to hear it. What is inspiring you to learn this week? I have shared many, many times on this podcast about my love for the curation process, mm-hmm. especially as Gail Allen defines it in the book, The New Pillars of Modern Teaching. So today I'm, I don't know, tweaking or adding a layer or refining the idea of curation with the understanding of personal knowledge management, abbreviated PKM, and a PKM process that uses the acronym CODE, C-O-D-E. Hmm. Okay. Well, I love an acronym. I love (laughs) an additional layer. Uh, Love Gail Allen and curation. So uh, I'm ready to go. Uh, Let's pull up that famous timer and in 60 seconds or less, give us the gist. Tell us more about personal knowledge management. Okay. So personal knowledge management or PKM is the process of creating systems to help you collect, store, retrieve, and share information. So this sounds like the definition of curation from Gail Allen that I know and love, that curation is scanning, sense-making, and sharing. But in one article, I found it says a good PKM system reveals connections between pieces of information. And so for our jobs and our lives, we now have access to too much information. So the challenge is how can we find relevant resources and share it so we're able to access it again later and make those relevant connections. Tiago Forte, an author and leader in the productivity world, created the idea of building a second brain because we can't store everything and retrieve everything. And his PKM system is called Code, and that's what I will share today. Whoa, perfect 60 seconds. Um, Good job there. But, ooh, okay, I am already intrigued. I love this phrase that you used, that a a good PKM system reveals connections. And Mm -hmm. so I am really excited to hear more. So let's dive deeper. Tell us more and answer, so what about personal knowledge management is inspiring you to learn? I first heard this term personal knowledge management during the summer of 2021 
And that sent me down rabbit holes of podcasts, videos, articles, books, tools, <laughs> and productivity communities. Mm -hmm. And in the last two years, there has been a lot of interest in this process. And my hypothesis is because maybe there are more creators during mm -hmm. the pandemic, like people creating newsletters and YouTubers and podcasters. And so there are so many online resources to learn about PKM, but today I'm going to limit myself to the ideas from Tiago Forte with many shout outs to Gail Allen, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so Gail calls curation a learning workflow and Tiago Forte says PKM is a process to solve problems and deliver creative work. So he calls his method a creative process or workflow. Mm. And so the ideas I'm sharing today really help individuals organize their learning. So again, more for our own productivity than mm -hmm. perhaps what um, we would share in PD sessions or classrooms. Mm -hmm. Tiago has developed online courses, communities, and most recently he had a book called Building a Second Brain, a proven method to organize your digital life and unlock your creative potential. Ooh, Yes, and so Tiago says, to be able to make use of information we value, we need a way to package it up and send it through time to our future self. And so he shares stories about taking notes in all different formats, but he emphasizes the power of using a variety of digital tools because then you can search and back up and copy paste and edit and then sync. So I'm also in this whole process really working to find the right digital tools for me too. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, I am a sucker for a good phrase and uh, you said at least 10 of them, I think, <laughs> that uh, I'm excited about uh, and ready to hear more. Additionally, I... Um, I think I could benefit from learning more about this and finding those right tools and getting organized. So let's dig into the process that you mentioned. I think you mentioned there's a related process code. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us more about that. Okay. Code is very similar to the curation process from Gail Allen and C stands for capture. Mm. And I thought I already had some good processes in place, but after learning about how to build a second brain, I've been able to do a lot of rethinking in this area. So when you're taking in information, whether it's a book, a podcast, webinar, hallway conversation, there are probably times you want to remember a particular idea and that's capture. Mm -hmm. And so Tiago emphasizes that you capture what is truly noteworthy, something that resonates with you. So if you think, hmm, that's interesting, then that's probably a good idea to capture it. And so you can capture quotes and voice memos, excerpts from a book, images, screenshots, personal reflections, whatever. But here's one big key, and that is to make the capture as frictionless as possible. Mm -hmm. And so that means trying the apps that you're already using. So whatever digital tool you have, then make more use of it to make that capture very frictionless. 
Hmm. Tiago calls these captures knowledge assets. And these ideas can be used to solve a future problem or create something new. To add another puzzle piece to show all of our ideas are connected <laughs> um, in the book, Steal Like an Artist, which I shared last season, Austin Cleon says, your job is to collect good ideas. The more good ideas you collect, the more you can choose from to be influenced by. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to capture every single thing, and I have had the bad habit of trying to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so from one of my favorite ideas I learned from Tiago's work was using the scientist Richard Feynman's technique of keeping 12 favorite problems or questions hmm. at the front of your mind. Feynman said, you have to keep a dozen of your favorite problems constantly present in your mind, although by and large, they will lay in a dormant state. Every time you hear a new trick or a new result, test it against each of your 12 problems to see whether it helps. And then every once in a while, there will be a hit. Hmm. So thanks to Tiago shedding light on this idea of 12 questions, I myself have written 12 questions. I'm calling hmm. them my essential questions to use education language mm -hmm. and all of this work that I'm sharing today addresses my question, how do people learn best, retain information, and stay curious? Hmm. I have some questions that apply to career, some that apply to personal home life, but my main career question is, how do I design and facilitate powerful instructional experiences that help others learn in meaningful ways? So the biggest area of growth for me has been to be more critical about the information I capture. I'm still working on the right tools but I am using those 12 questions as a lens. Do I capture it? Do I save it or not? That is so interesting. I am uncharacteristically quiet because I'm just thinking through all of these things that you have just said. Uh, also, I was about to like scrawl some notes down on a random piece of paper and then felt like, <laughs> oh, wait, that's probably poor capturing. <laughs> so yeah, that, that made me kind of pause. I am really not surprised, but I think it's so cool that you have taken this and already created your own 12 questions. So that is super cool. And hearing your career question, that is, how do you design and facilitate that powerful instructional experience uh, to be meaningful sounds exactly like you. So I, <laughs> I loved hearing that connection as well. Um, I think the thing that I'm thinking about the most right now is making that capture frictionless. Mm -hmm. And I am remembering back to emergency remote teaching times in which we really echoed just use what you know, you know, mm -hmm. don't introduce mm -hmm. a ton of new tools. Mm -hmm. Like if your school uses Google, just lean into mm -hmm. putting things into a Google doc. Like we don't need a new and flashy thing. Mm -hmm. And so I've heard myself saying that, but then at the same time, as you were talking about that frictionless capture, I was also thinking how many times have 
have I found like a new cool app and I'm like, this is the one, this Mm -hmm. is how I'm going to stay organized and capture all of my things and then have abandoned it two to three days later Mm -hmm. or something like that. And so really this has gotten me thinking about the flow that I already have and how to just enhance it. And I really like that phrase frictionless. I'm going to hang out with that. Mm -hmm. Well, the people that he has interviewed have said they use Apple Notes or Google Keep as Mm -hmm. their capture Mm -hmm. tool. And I have tried a couple others like you, and I'm kind of drawn to some of the shiny new tools. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to be uh, one of my now what's is really Mm -hmm. kind of lean into a tool. And then one other thing to add to this frictionless is the phrase is making the notes 60 day or future proof. Mm. And will my notes make sense to me in two months from now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I have learned recently that I need to do a better job. I start taking notes in an agenda or something. I'm like, what on earth was I thinking? Mm -hmm. I have no idea. And so making it frictionless, but also making it 60 day proof. So I understand my note. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I'm having a flashback to being a campus instructional coach and just like spending my days running through the hallways and people asking for things. And I jot it down (laughs) in Google keep. And then by the time I make it back to my office, I look at it. I'm like, I have absolutely no idea what this (laughs) means due to a typo or an abbreviation that I thought I knew. Or Uh, autocorrect or something. It's not, not helpful. So uh, I feel that as well. Right. I think that if you're using Google Docs for everything, I mean, that is a perfect capture Mm -hmm. tool. And Mm -hmm. so again, just what works best. And he emphasizes that in the book as well. And I think that is the key to the system is how can you create this process so it's easy? And then how can you take notes, capture notes on multiple devices? So Mm -hmm. having it sync up is important. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I know I have shared lots of things that are just floating around in my mind as a result. Uh, What other information do you have to uh, give me more things to think about? Okay. Thinking back to our code acronym and comparing Mm -hmm. it to curation, for Gail Allen's curation framework, her next step is sense-making. And for the PKM process and Tiago's code process, that corresponds to O, which is organize, and D, which is distill. Hmm. So let me share a little bit more here. To organize your work, Tiago suggests you organize by outcomes and by the soonest need. And he has a whole other system for projects that can be a separate episode. So we'll keep this at a very high (laughs) level. But when you start working on a project, you don't want to have to start the research from scratch, but you want to gather everything that you have and then throw it into some other document or container. And I like the idea of mise en place in the kitchen Uh (laughs) and have all the ingredients ready. I have always created just idea docs when I start projects and start dumping every brainstorming Mm -hmm. idea link in these messy documents. And Laura, you do the same thing. You often say, I want to Frankenstein some slides together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So pull slides into a new deck to start the process. Anything that you've already used, 
just copy and paste it somewhere else. And that's going to be your new project. So that's the organize section. Mm -hmm. I love this quote. Tiago had a mentor who said to move quickly and touch lightly because of the power of digital tools. Search functions are extremely powerful. He suggests don't worry about tags and labels and folders and mm -hmm. all of these other features that we needed years ago. I was in a webinar with Tiago and he demonstrated his process for creating a blog post. So he had a bunch of relevant notes. He would just kind of search. I think I have a quote from so-and-so and he would search and then copy and paste that quote in a document. He has an example in his book from Twyla Tharp, a choreographer, her process. And anytime she's ready to start staging a new production, she starts with a box and she throws anything into the box that might help with the hmm. choreography or the costumes or the tone. So getting all your stuff in one place, that's mm -hmm. the organize section. Hmm. Okay, so then the next phase, and so we're still in sense making on this curation okay. Um, okay. framework, but the next phase for Tiago's work is de distill the information. So how can you make this information as usable and succinct as possible? Hmm. How do you distill down to the essence of the ideas? Tiago also says the key is to make the notes more discoverable for your future self. He shares a practice called progressive summarization. If he's reading an article, then his first step may be, I'm not going to keep the whole article, but I like these three paragraphs. So then mm -hmm. he throws those paragraphs in his tool of choice. And then the next time he encounters those paragraphs, he may highlight certain pieces. The next time he encounters it, he bolds some pieces. And so he's able to easily look back at this article and pick out the most relevant information. Side note, that reminds me of the visible thinking routine where you have sentence, phrase, mm -hmm. and word. So that's what I think of as the progressivization. Oh yeah, yeah. He says to follow the campsite rule, every time you return to one of your notes, make it a little better and a little bit <laughs> more discoverable to your future self. I think this is a huge area of growth for me and my PKM process, because I often take copious notes from books, mm -hmm. but then I don't distill the ideas. I don't go back and highlight or summarize those. For example, for preparing for today's podcast, I thought I was like, I I'm ready to go. I've taken so many notes, but they were in so many different places. Mm. It took more time because I had to reread paragraphs and pull articles. And so distilling, getting that essence of the work again, to make it easy for me to use later. Hmm. I really like that thinking and I, I like to focus on your future self. I know that I am often thinking about past Laura and chastising past Laura. I'm like, what <laughs> were you thinking past mm -hmm. Laura? You have not made it helpful for present Laura today. And so I like that focus on just yourself in the future. Um, the, the organized piece really resonated with me as well, because I think we've all been there where you know that you have something somewhere and mm -hmm. you're looking for that quote or mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. like a percentage like a statistic or mm -hmm. I, I feel that i do this in my 
my photos all the time. I'm like, hang on, I have a corresponding photo. I'm going to find it and <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't find it. And so, um, yeah, that that really resonated with me as well. I like this code acronym process as well. Have we gone through the whole thing? We still need the E, right? Correct. Uh-huh. So, okay, so tell us about this E. All right. So the third S in great curation is sharing. And that's the quote that we use at the end of each podcast episode. Shout Um, out. Yeah. So all about sharing our work. In Tiago's PKM system, the E in code stands for express, which is to express yourself. So create some kind of output. Hmm. One thing I love about Tiago's framework is that he acknowledges that a big final output requires a lot of smaller building blocks. And he calls these intermediate packets. So he encourages us to think of all these pieces as reusable works and that investing that time in the distilled notes will pay off again and again. And then it allows us to never have to start from a blank page. So we have all of these little packets and then we put them into our project and then this kind of frees up our head and we can do more thinking and creative work. We just Mm -hmm, have to fill mm -hmm. in these gaps. So I was thinking about a lot of our intermediate packets. We have this Mm -hmm. podcast structure that we use Mm -hmm. and we already know who's going to say which part. So we don't have to think about that and we can Mm -hmm. focus on what we're sharing. One of our favorite session check-ins is five gifts. And so we already have that slide. We just have to change the images that we use each time. I always design my agenda notes in the same way, my thought catchers in the same way. Mm-hmm. I start my sessions with people, purpose, and logistics. So I don't have to think about those. So those are all my intermediate packets that I can use again and again. Also, it allows us to get feedback on these small pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, people like our gift check-in slide. Let's use that again. We don't have to think about it. Just find the appropriate gifts. Oh, this is really making sense to me. And I love having that language to call it an intermediate packet because it sounds fancy also. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that I, without without having the fancy language, have started to incorporate similar things in my workflow. And so I don't know that this is the best practice, but the, here we go. Uh, I know in the summertime when we're really busy and districts are calling us out to do a variety of things, sometimes they're looking for six hours of support or or three hours or two hours or 90 minutes or 75 minutes or 45 minutes or 50 minutes. And, and it always varies based on the need and the time in the schedule. And so I've been calling this kind of plug and play. And that's mm-hmm. where my Frankenstein slides like, ooh, mm-hmm. I have this uh, big collection of resources. Let me grab a few from here and a few from here. And this will fit a need for a 90 minute session or, mm-hmm. okay, no, we are bare bonesing it. We only have 45 minutes. Let me grab this and this. And so mm-hmm. um, I I like this thinking that if we are well organized and have these smaller building blocks in play, first of all, it feels less daunting mm-hmm. than like, mm-hmm. here we go, build out a brand new full mm-hmm. day training, but also having that reassurance that, yeah, we don't really have to start from a blank page mm-hmm. because of the work and the organization um, ahead of time. Ooh, I like this. This is, mm-hmm. um, this has my wheels turned turning a little bit. 
like you mentioned with the slides, Tiago also reminds us this step is to make the information as easy as possible to retrieve. And that's where technology wins over our post-it notes or our mm -hmm. paper journals. And so what I was thinking is, this spring, we used a great quote from Brene Brown over connection in a session mm -hmm. from burnout, but then it also applied to several other things. And so thanks to our Google Drive search, I would just put Brene Brown slides mm -hmm. and I was able to find that quote and the formatting and use that in multiple sessions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that that makes so much so much sense, but really kind of spending time thinking about it and exploring it is really helpful because I think it will give me um, just sort of that brain power to intentionally have things um, not necessarily labeled well, but really being intentional in that search or remembering, oh yeah, I have this and using the search feature to search for Brene Brown connection instead mm -hmm. of opening up, you know, 15 slide decks mm -hmm. from the past two months. Mm -hmm. um yeah 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 i um hmm, i got my thinking face on right now <laughs> oh good well the the final point that tiago makes is to not be a digital hoarder mm. <laughs> and and i think that our podcast is a great example of we are sharing we are expressing ourselves we are sharing with the wider world so getting the ideas into the world in whatever format a little piece or a big session or a podcast episode or a tweet even start small get some feedback keep iterating and then expanding mm, i love that i love that is there anything else that you haven't shared that you still want to that we haven't been able to hear about yet I didn't really even mention specific tools except the mm. Apple Notes and Google Keep, but Tiago has a database of great tools on his website, so I'll link that resource. Ooh, nice. He said, you know, one tool is not going to do it all. You need and I'll shout out Readwise, which mm -hmm. I've mentioned, if you're taking highlights in a book, it makes it as frictionless as possible because now I have those highlights captured somewhere else and I can refer to them all the time. So lots of tools may be needed and he's got a good list. So there's one. Okay, awesome. And then the other thing that Tiago shares is that the code method is a terrific lens to use as you're working on a project. If you don't have enough information, then you need to spend maybe 15 minutes capturing, doing some mm -hmm. research. Mm -hmm. But then if you have eight or 10 resources and you think something is kind of bubbling up, then let me organize that work and then see what emerges. And then if you have all of this information then can you distill the essence and what i was thinking is when i throw all these things in an idea document you or juliana will say i can't work with this mess let's start a clean new page mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that's this distill think about them as separate pieces not as i want to capture and organize at the same time just been mm. like 15 minutes capturing okay. and then 15 mm -hmm. minutes organizing and 15 minutes distilling and then we're ready to create an output. Hmm. Oh yeah, that that is really helpful to think about as well because I think I want to do everything simultaneously mm -hmm. and then get overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Oof. Great, great share, Catherine. I love this. Yay. 
So as you know, another idea we're practicing this season is to use each episode as a place to launch further thinking. We want to challenge each other to apply what we share as we consider now what? So now what? What are some next steps from here? And how might you incorporate ideas from personal knowledge management and the code method into your work or further your learning? I'm first thinking about an upcoming session and I have notes in multiple places. Mm -hmm. I don't think I need to capture. So I'm going to work on organizing and distilling parts of my notes for this session before I start planning the agenda. I am going to move everything into one platform to get them all in one place and then see if I can throw things together to make an agenda. So that's my first step. And then you've sparked an idea as well. I'm thinking about creating just a single slide deck with all mm -hmm. of the favorite kinds of slides that we use and formats that I can easily just reuse over and over again without searching for them. Mm -hmm. So that's mm -hmm. another possibility. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned. Very cool. I will. I am curious to know how that goes. Mm -hmm. We'd also like to extend the invitation to you, dear listener, to share your ongoing story of learning as well. Take a moment to pause and think wherever you're listening from and consider what ideas have you heard today that have sparked your interest and inspired further learning about PKM curation and code. You may also find us on Twitter at DigLearnRadio to continue the conversation and share your own learning that's inspiring you this week. This season, we're dedicated to sharing our learning and the things that are inspiring us. We hope that when we share, the conversation and ideas will cultivate curiosity and inspire you to explore one of the resources, reflect on a question we've asked, or continue the conversation with us online. Reflect to consider the what, so what, and now what of your thinking. Share your learning inspirations and ideas from this episode and beyond. We are, as ever, inspired to learn from Gail Allen and her work in the new pillars of modern teaching. She reminds us that when we share, we add a sentence to the story we communicate about ourselves to the world. Let's continue learning, sharing, and transforming. Let's get inspired.